and welcome to another episode of Boundless Body Radio. I'm your host, Casey Ruff, and today we have another amazing guest to introduce to you now. Matt Pack has been in the fitness industry for more than two decades, during which he has used his skills and knowledge about fitness to help thousands of people improve their health and overall lifestyle. He is the owner of Primal Fit Miami and is an author, public speaker, and fitness expert with experience in personal training, health and exercise instruction, nutrition and lifestyle management, and sport conditioning. Matt also runs a private Facebook group called the Primal Fit Pack, which has about a thousand members striving to stay fit and healthy. He has written three books, The Busy Business Professional, or I'm sorry, excuse me, The Busy Professional Blueprint, The Impact Method, and Mobility Flow. He has also created an app called Primal Fit Global. Matt's training method involves teaching his clients, who are mostly business, busy professionals and entrepreneurs, simple and sustainable techniques to increase energy, lose weight, get stronger, improve libido, manage stress, and get out of pain. Matt Pack, what an absolute honor it is to welcome you to Balanced Body Radio. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. You've done so much. I stumbled through your intro. I hope that was okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. It was great. It was oh, great. man. Well, I can tell you're excited to be here. Um, I can tell you're basically just excited about most things in life. Um, you know, our, our, our podcast at this point, um, you know, we've done almost 300 episodes and we've got quite a few downloads, which has been really fun to kind of grow the journey. And we get people now reaching out that want to be guests. And so we're to the point now we kind of have to vet people out and just make sure like we're aligned and whatever. And, you know, if somebody wants to sell like essential oil, such and such blah, 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 to pitch their, you know, MLM, like we're probably going to say no. Um, but when we were researching you and watching, um, specifically a video you made, I want to say it was about an hour long and I, it looked like you were kind of cruising around your house, like walking around talking about health and lifestyle and exercise and dude you were so excited and like just dropping knowledge bombs over and over and over I was like dude this guy we were separated at birth or something like we're so aligned awesome. couldn't wait to get you on yeah that's awesome it's always cool to to meet somebody that has like-minded views and and um that has passion like I do and I you know I I, I do look I do feel as though fitness has saved my life. You know what I mean? Like I, I grew, I was an athlete when I, when I was younger and as I got older, I really found, I was like, wow, what is this? I, I can actually make money in, in, you know, in fitness and exercise, you know, so I went to school for exercise science and, and, um, I dove in, like, I, I just couldn't get enough of the reading and diving into nutrition and, and strength and conditioning and stretching and mobility, and, you know, traveled, uh, all over the world and, and really tried to, to find experts in each uh, pillar that I was seeking so I could get, you know, just increased knowledge and have more, the more tools in my toolbox, the better. And it's still, you know, 20 years later, 22 years later, I'm still here. And I'm still as passionate. Uh, just have a few, a few more grays in my hair. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, you and I share um, a really similar kind of, I, I guess, annoyance with the health and fitness industry and yeah. just the noise and the bullshit that people are told about how complicated everything has to be and how many supplements you need and all these meal plans and shopping lists and all these crazy hard workouts that people just, it's its completely overwhelming. It's hard for people in our industry to do all that shit, let alone, you know, most people that we work with. And so I love your, your way of explaining things to people and getting it down to be the most basic and the most simple stuff that actually works so that people can stop wasting their time and their money. Yeah. Right. And, and this is something that I, I probably go through every January in the gym, you know, when you have somebody that comes in and they've been spinning their wheels, they're pretty much their entire life because of the, the, the amount of information out there. And then you, now you have social media 
not, it's not just magazines. I used to say, oh, you know, the, the grocery store magazine aisle, right? But now it's not that. It's Instagram. It's, it's Twitter. It's, it's Facebook. Um, it's their doctor. It's their, their girlfriends or, or, or friends at the gym. And everyone's got a different opinion. And I, I almost feel like it's become, it's almost like a religion. Like if you're not, if you're not aligned with a particular diet or a kettlebell or powerlifting or bodybuilding, like you almost have to align yourself with something to feel like you're a part of it. And I'm okay with that. I, I don't think, but I think it becomes, it becomes so uh, confusing where you're like, it's almost like a religion where like you can't even look outside the box. You become so like horse blinders on and anything over here, you're afraid to look over there. Like for instance, low carb, like I was a low carb guy pretty much my whole life. Uh, my whole career, uh, high school, definitely not <laughs> elementary <laughs> school and high school. I was definitely the standard American diet and we can go there if you want to. But, um, anyway, I feel like, you know, low carb keto carnivore either, even it becomes very as, as religious as the, the vegan, uh, mantra out there, you know, and there's really like, there's a scale, right? You can kind of flow in and out. And every time I talk to someone, it's like, they're so scared of carbohydrates, most people are scared to help, scared to death of carbohydrates. And there, you have those people that are scared to death of fat too, but it's mostly carbohydrates now. They can't have cake and they can't have chips. They can't have this. And, and to get them out of that, it's, it's almost having them leave a religion. Yep. Like they're so, it's so dogmatic and veganism is, is similar to that, but um, it doesn't have to be that hard. And I know that's what you've been trying to preach to people too. It's, you know, like simple, simple. You don't have to work out seven days a week. You don't have to be sore for five days. You, you don't have to throw up after your workouts, you know, like you don't have to, to, to be so, you know, eliminate a total, a food group, you know, for, for the rest of your life, you know? And, and I feel like uh, we're going to be screaming from the rooftops forever because we're, there's just always work to do. And I, I feel so sorry for people out there that are struggling because it, it, they don't have to struggle. Yeah, that's right. I, that's a, such a great way to put it, like feeling bad for people out there because you realize what they're truly up against. Like if you go into an office building and when like go check out the break room, like people don't have a chance, no, no chance, no chance. And it's around them all the time. And you're right about the religion thing. I mean, we, we align ourselves more with the carnivore world and we're in the low carbohydrate world. And that's just what we do. But, but it, it's and it started out really that I observed and I noticed that the, that that group of people was really kind and accepting and you, mm. there were different ways of doing things. They Everybody are. was learning, but, but recently it's gotten exactly that way where people are throwing shade on each other. You know, if somebody yeah. eats honey, they get, they get badgered by somebody else. It's like, guys, like yeah. you're missing the point. You're missing yeah. how much help this can be for some people, not for everybody. Right. And you can be healthy on a plant-based diet too. It's just, there's no need to, to go around like bickering. We've got bigger fish to fry, don't we? Hundred percent, and I think it, it, you know when I, I use this that genetics loads gun and lifestyle pulls the trigger, yep. right? And I feel that way. Um, you know, in, when you're talking about that, you're really talking about environments. You're really talking about habits and, and passed down learned behaviors from grandmother to to grandparent or grandparents to parents from parents to kids. These are these are generations of habits that are passed down. Uh, to, you know, and somebody has got to break the cycle, you know, and I, I, I'm going to relay this to my, my cousin passed away last Wednesday and um, hopefully no one is going to hear this because I'm, I'm going to say some things I really wanted to say there, but it was obviously not the right time. I, I actually did the eulogy 
and in and uh because somebody two people passed it up and it kind of fell in my lap and i was like all right my wife and i will take a crack at this and we we wrote the eulogy but um I didn't say what I wanted to say in there because it was obviously not the right time because I wanted to talk about addiction and I wanted to talk about environment. And this goes towards somebody trying to lose weight as well, right? So my, my cousin was an addict, okay? And I didn't know how far along he was, right? But he, no one really came to the rescue and there was red flags and there was signs and he went, you know, as you know, all you need is one, one time and you could die. And he overdid it on uh, two, on Wednesday night. So Thursday night, on uh, Thursday morning, I knew about this. Anyway, I'm finding out that the environment he keeps is not conducive. You know, it'd be like an alcoholic hanging out with, with alcoholics. Yeah. Like you, you have, you have to, and I tell this when in my fasting group in the, in the, 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 uh, the fast pack, um, or the impact method group. I changed the name Prom- the promo, the promo, uh, fit pack. I used to call it the impact method. I'm sorry. The, uh, the, uh, the fasting method. I'm sorry. Cause we do a lot of fasting and I still yeah. incorporate that, but I used to tell people like, listen, you're probably going to lose some friends during this, during this journey. And, and in fact, you may have to cut off some people that are holding you back. People that are not supporting your goals. You may have to find new friends and, and just know that. And my cousin was surrounding himself with other addicts. And, and, and so, and his kids, so all I saw that day after the, after the funeral, we go back to my cousin's house and I'm seeing people bringing out cases of beer all over the place. I mean, and it was, it, people couldn't wait to start drinking beer to the point where I was like, I don't drink, I don't drink at all. Actually, I felt fairly out of place. My wife did too. I mean, my, my, my dad who was there felt out of place as well. I was like, well, let's, let's get a water. We couldn't find a fucking water. Wow. Wow. There wasn't a bottle of water in that. I, I'm, not, I'm thinking about if I'm throwing a party, I don't drink, but I'm going to, I may get some beer. I'll get some, but I'm definitely going to get water <laughs> and food, you know, something to, for someone else that may not drink beer or may have different tastes. It wasn't even available. Wow. And I quick, I quickly realized that that environment, right. is not conducive to health nor someone that is, is, addiction, is addicted. And I'm looking at his four kids thinking to myself, they don't have a chance. Wow. Like what chance do they actually have if they're in that environment and on a regular basis to not repeat history, yeah. right? And, and the same thing goes for food and, and lack of exercise. And you see that a lot in even the Latin community where I'm from, I'm, I'm in Miami. So you see that sometimes in the Latin community where people aren't, Athletes, they don't really come up in sports in high school. They may be more geared towards education. I know my wife was. My wife's an incredible athlete now, but she wasn't brought up that way. It was more about education. And and um, and you see that the food that comes along with it and the lack of movement, it just gets passed down. And you see that with so many people that we try to help on a daily basis. Like they don't have any clue what they're doing. Yeah. Zero. How to how to cook, how to order food how to navigate the grocery store. Like it drives me up the wall when I see people. I, I can't help when I go to a restaurant. I don't go very often because I eat mostly at home. But when I see what's on a plate or how somebody orders, these are this, these are habits passed down from moms and dads. And they don't have a chance. They don't have a they don't have a clue and they don't have a chance. And it's very sad to break somebody's got to try to break it. 
but it's it's just going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. tough. Yeah. It's going to be tough. And I've heard you talk about this before with friends. You're absolutely right. And like, if somebody is not going to support you for getting healthy, that person was probably not your friend anyway. It's that saying like people want you to do well, but never better than them. And if you're ready to have a positive change, there's going to be people that are going to be actively upset or triggered by your actions and they might not support you and they might actively try to, you know, bring you back down to their level. It's, it's really uncomfortable if you're not ready to change and somebody close to you is that's a really uncomfortable feeling. And so, you know, another thing I always say is like when pain increases, hearing improves, if your life sucks bad enough and you know, you're sick of being sick, you're sick of being fat, you want to make a change when that's bad enough for you to go through that uncomfortable change, you'll probably do it, but you may lose some people along the way. Absolutely. And you should, and, and, and you, and you honestly should, because they're just not, unless they're going to come and support you and do the same thing. I, I love people who want to bring a friend to the gym, right. That have the same goals because they're more than likely to stick with it. Same thing. It's the same thing that happens in households with a, a woman that wants to lose 30 pounds. And the husband's like, I'm not interested. You know, I, I eat this way and I'm trying to get her to eat real food. And this guy's eating fast food. Like, and the kids won't change either. So like you have two kids and a husband that are not aligned with the wife trying to lose 30 pounds. What, what chance does she have? Like, you got to get everybody on board. Yep. I mean, it's difficult to cut them off, to, to, to cut them off, but you've got, it's, 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 it is, look, we, you and I would like to say it's easier than people make it, but it is tough. It is tough to learn how to cook and to change habits and to get people around you on the same page, especially family members. I remember when I always tell people when I put them on fasting programs, because I still use fasting as a tool. I think it's an incredible tool. Uh, it's a great jump start, right? I don't, it's a great way to get in a calorie deficit without counting calories. Um, so, but what I find is I tell people, don't tell anybody what you're doing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Especially when it comes to fasting, because it's so taboo and you're going to hear it from everybody, especially your mother. But you're going to hear it from friends and, and coworkers just the same. Like, oh, that's dangerous. Or that, uh, you know, you're just going to gain it all back. Uh, that can't be healthy. Like those types of negative comments come along with, with that word fasting. So I just tell people, like, don't say, if you're going to say anything, say, I'm just skipping meals or I'm doing time-restricted eating or don't say anything at all. And that's why I love fasting because it's so flexible. And I'll tell people like, listen, if you have a, a meeting that you, that, that you need to go to and you're supposed to be on a 24 hour fast, like eat, <laughs> that's what I love about fasting. It's so flexible. Yep. You know, if you're going to your, to a, a class reunion or you're going to a family reunion or you have a, a meeting, a, a friend comes in town and you haven't seen them in 20 years, like don't, don't go and say, I'm just going to drink water. Like don't bring attention to yourself. Just say, I'm going to eat. I'm going to break the fast. You start the next day right over again. It's not a diet. It's just a tool in the toolbox and it's a powerful one. But sometimes those people around you, when they hear certain words or diets or tools like that, they're going to bring you down and they're going to try to try to make it a negative, a negative experience. It's I'm, not. I'm sure those same people didn't say, oh, you're going to die when the person was crushing 12 donuts and five gallons of soda every day. Like where were you then? It's very weird. It's It's so weird. weird. Yeah, totally weird. Wow. Well, we've already touched on some things, but I really want to deep dive into the pillars that you talk about. And and maybe we can just go one by one with some of those and the things that you recommend to people. And let's talk about those things. And, and, And for the listener, keep in mind, remember, like easy and simple are not 
that they're not the same. It's something can be really yeah. simple and it can be hard. And yeah, your fitness journey might require some sacrifice and it might be hard, but it can be simple. A hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, my first pillar is mindset. And I, I really think, you know, um, it has to start there, right? Because if you don't have the right mindset, you're, you're not going to choose the right foods. If you don't have the right mindset, you're not going to show up to the gym. You're not going to cook properly. You're not going to order properly. So, you know, I always like to, to really uh, hone in on, you know, I think first is realistic expectations. Uh, I think that it is a mindset. We can talk about law of attraction and all these other kind of things. And I think those are cool. And I, and I like the law of attraction. I, I prefer to call it the law of action <laughs> because law, you can believe something, but if you don't take action on it, you're never going to achieve it. So I like the law of action. I like the law of attraction type of books out there. I think there's some really good stuff in there, but I think having realistic expectations is a great way to, to set the mindset. Like, what am I after? What am I going to do here? What's the plan? And then, um, it, and this is, let's go back to January 3rd, January 4th, every year, someone comes in and they say, I want, I'm ready to go. I want to work out five days a week. Well, how much is it going to cost? You know? And I say, Hey, Mary, Steve, let's, let's back up a little bit and they get a little bit more background on you. And I, I find out that Mary just had a kid. Um, uh, Mary hasn't worked out since high school. Mary struggled with her weight her entire life. She's been on five different, five to 10 different diets. Like she's been here before. Right. And, and, and she's been, the, she's used to had the more, the more is better mindset her entire life. So I need to reshape re uh, this, this mindset and her philosophy towards health and fitness. It doesn't have to, it can be less is more. And, and, it, and this mindset needs to, to, go away because it didn't work last year nor the year before. So it's like the definition of insanity. So kind of honing in on past behaviors and how that, how's that working for you or how did that work for you in the past as something, someplace. And I don't mean to sound negative when I say that to somebody either, like it's condescending, but it's like, Hey, it's not going to work this year either. Let's try something different. You know? And that's where I go into like the consistency over intensity, right. When it comes to training um, and volume, like I'd rather you show up two days a week for 104 training sessions for the year, right? Then come five days a week for one month. Yeah. Like what, what's better? What, what's better right there? 20 sessions, 20 sessions for, for, uh, from, for January or 104 sessions for the year. So that's kind of um, shaping or, or uh, looking at the real, their expectations and, and trying to make, give them a clear path uh, to go with their goals. That's where I would start with is mindset for sure. Yeah, I absolutely love that. For that person, when they're thinking about what they want, I, I, I think I've heard you talk about this as well. It's, it's like continuing to ask why until you really get to the root of what they want. Because most people just think like, I want to lose fat. I want to get into that bikini or whatever for summer. That's not truly what they want. And if that's your goal, that's really superficial. And you're going to have a really tough time sticking yeah. with it in April, you know, when it's a grind. Right. And I think that's why we have to focus on health. And that's kind of what, when I, and that's rare, I rarely, but sometimes I'll get somebody in there like, listen, my doctor sent me here. My blood work looks terrible. I have a history of this. Um, I'm pre-diabetic, but I, I need to get healthy. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. I never hear people say I want to, I'm here because I want to, uh, I want to get healthy. I want to improve my health or improve my, improve my blood work. Because people don't understand that you can have, you know, knock out two birds with one stone. Like if you focus on health, everything else comes to the ride. That's where, you know, you're trying to change your physique or you're trying to get stronger. You're trying to increase cardiovascular endurance, right? Improve mobility. All these things can come from, from you know, striving for health. 
So I think that's a, the, the mindset that I like to take with people is like, let's focus on health. Let's focus on consistency. Let's focus on um, kind of getting rid of that all or nothing mindset. Cause most people, most people will do well Monday through Friday and they screw it up on Saturday and Sunday. And, and the majority of people will just continue screwing it up after that. Right. So it's important to like, Hey, no guilt, move on, get over it. Next meal on to the next meal. You made a mistake. No big deal. You, life's going to get in the way and, and let people understand that life will always get in the way and it'll knock you off course. I like to like say that like you're on a boat, you set the coordinates, you're going to that dock over there. You're going to that destination over there. A storm is going to knock you off course. Right. But we can't go back. Like you're going to go left. You're going to go right. But you have to get the rudders back in line and continue on the path. Right. And, and, and then that, I love the burn the boats, yeah. you know, analogy. I just love it. Like, like, and most people aren't ready to burn the boats and that's, that's the problem. And that's another mindset issue that we have to tackle. Uh, but I think dealing with the, the, you know, that all or nothing mindset can help get the boat back on course and, and, and finally reach the destination that they've never really ever made before. Yep. That's right. And it's so disappointing when somebody gets to that level of health, they finally achieve what they always wanted to achieve. And then they have this mentality of like, okay, so well, since I've, I've gotten there, let's go back to doing what I was doing before. And it's like, you had it, you had it, you were right there. Yep. And they fall back in the same bad habits they did before. And I, it's, it's very sad because I've seen people lose 50 pounds and gain 70 back. I've seen it multiple times yep. and you think they're there. And um, that's why look, I love being on that journey with people. Like I have a new guy right now and he's, he's lost, I think he's lost about 60 pounds, but I am so worried with him that he's going to just, because they resort back for some reason, they get comfortable or, there's a book you should read. It's called uh, Head Over Meals. Hmm. It's a really good book called Head Over Meals. And it's, all, it's about mindset uh, of the mindset of weight loss and nutrition. And she kind of talks in that book that weight can be almost like an armor or a big coat. Yeah. It's a protective mechanism. And people don't ever notice me. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a wallflower. No one ever notices me. Cause I'm just got all this, I'm fat. I'm not good looking. I'm, I'm overweight. I'm, I'm not attractive. And guess what? They lose that weight. Everybody notices it. Wow. John, you're looking amazing. Susie. Wow. Congratulations. You're doing great. Now they're getting, getting noticed and it feels very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I, and I, and there's a, there's a stigma to that. There's a there's something deep in these people that, uh, that allows them to say, I don't like being seen like this. Yeah. I need my, I want my armor back and they, and they can easily put it back. And there's a high percentage of people that gain, that gain weight back like that. But anyway, that's why I like to be on the journey with people because to, to tackle those conversations before they happen yeah. and go deeper because it's always a deeper issue going on with somebody like that. I love that. No, I was introduced to that concept reading, um, the Gabriel method, um, probably a decade ago, John Gabriel was like 420 pounds or something. And it, for him, he was abused. And so for him, it was the, a physical barrier between him and the world that made him feel safer. And it's like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but there's other ways that we can address that using mindset. Let's get you on a meditation course. Let's get you feeling your feelings for once. Let's get you journaling. Let's find a different way for you to express those emotions so that you're not harming yourself, you know, physically. Yep. hundred uh, percent. And, or just, or, and I think stress management could, can be, can be more movement, you know, and I was reading more about addiction recently and like something, 
sometimes that dopamine that you're, they're seeking from external sources can be found in guess what? Exercise, yep. weight training, movement, yep. sprints, run sprints, run a hill one day and see how you feel after running hills. Or just go for a 30-minute walk. It feels amazing, right? I mean, I know it's not going to be at the level of a heroin injection. Don't get me wrong. But it can it can help. I think it can help people get somewhere close to that because it is almost like a drug um, stimulus to the brain. And that's, that moves me into pillar number two, which for me is, is daily movement. Um, I, I don't – and I may have I've switched it over, over time. I, I, maybe it's uh, – nutrition is, is second on the list uh, if, from the book. But I've kind of shifted away. I think nutrition is so important, um, but I think daily movement can be even more important because I do. I've, I've found that you can be in a calorie surplus even from eating good quality food, and because of your lack of activity, people have a hard time losing weight. I've seen it. It's and it's very funny, not funny, but I've witnessed it with even office workers that I've dealt with in the past, where I got a food diary from these women, and I'm seeing that. They're really not eating that much. Now, they could be lying. We know how food diaries go. But I got them in a one-on-one environment, and I'm seeing that they're being really truthful with me. I feel, I feel like I believe them. They're not eating that much, and they're all obese. But it got, to me, it got me thinking about their, what they do on a daily basis. They literally sit in a chair like eight to ten hours every single day. Wow. Like there's nothing to undo that. There's no, there is no diet. You can't eat less, right? You can't eat less. I mean, you can fast. That would be an option, right? I, I would I would tackle that and say let's let's throw a sixteen, a couple sixteens and a twenty four in the mix, and and start increasing your steps. Your you know number one, see where they're currently at. Are you at a thousand steps? Okay, let's try to get two thousand. You know, I'm not going to go 1,000 to 10,000, but find out what they're currently doing. Let's start tracking your steps, see where you're at, and then we can start giving you a goal to hit with your steps. Because I do think daily movement is the key. I think it's the key to my, to, to helping with, with stress. I think it's a key to burning some calories off too, putting you in that, putting you in that calorie deficit that we're looking to, to go into. So I love walking uh, and, and I love it so much that, I mean, like I said, I love movement over exercise, you know, and I, cause I find that people put too much emphasis on the exercise and people think I'm crazy when I say that I'm a gym owner and I need people <laughs> to come to the gym. I need them to, to spend two to three, two to four days with me and pay every month. But I see so many overweight people that come four days a week, right? So there's 168 hours in a week, you know, um, and four of those days are at four hours is all they're moving out of the 168. What are they do? What are they doing with the remaining time? Yep. Sitting. Yep. Either sitting in their car on the way to work, sitting at work, sitting in their car on the way back home. That's it. And they're like, I can't believe it. I work out four days a week, five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week. I do spinning. I do weight training. I'm going seven. Hours. But what are you doing for the total day? What yep. are you doing all day? And if, when you start looking at that, and that's why I would like to figure out what their one thing is. Like, I love that. You ever read the book, The One Thing? I have. Yeah, it's really good. It's a great book. So the one thing for people out there um, that haven't read the book is what's the one thing that would have the biggest impact on whatever your goal is? The one action step that would have the biggest impact on your goal if nothing else changes. So I, that's a question I ask every consult I have. And people don't, they have a hard time like understanding what I'm saying. So I'd say, what's the action steps? Let me come up with 10 right now. That's too many. We need to go from 10 to five to three to one because it's not, it's either going to be nutrition 
it can be obviously be a combination, but I like to figure out what the one thing is between nutrition, daily movement and exercise is, or it could be sleep for that matter or stress management. But most of the time I find it's a combination between daily movement and weight training. Yeah. Um, and obviously nutrition is a huge factor in it, but like I said, um, it, it kind of just depends on the person, but I like to figure out what that is, but I'm finding that most people it's a combination between daily movement and nutrition. Yeah. Now, which is one or two. We'll, we'll, we try to define that because I know people that are eating really good quality food and they're still overweight. Yep. Totally. So what is it? What's going on? Is it, it's not necessarily exercising more. If they're already exercising five days a week and they're fat, we know it's not exercise. Yep. Right. If I look at their food diary and I'm like, shit, you're making some pretty good choices here. You're still in a calorie surplus. So it must be daily movement. So it's like the overweight runner. What are you going to tell this person to, to run more? You could, but that's not very fit efficient. Yeah. Most likely it's a, it's a nutrition issue. Yep. No, I totally agree. It, it, on my intake form that I've had, you know, for a long time, um, I would put, maybe these are my pillars and I would, I would put out, you know, exercise and nutrition and stress and sleep and other lifestyle factors like mindset. And I would ask people about that. And over time I, I got more choosy with my words as well. And it, where exercise was, was replaced by movement. I know you just explained right. that you do choose different, that. Yeah. It's, it's, it is different. And people, I, I wish people could understand that we want you to move. You don't have to crush yourself six days a week in a gym on a treadmill that you hate being blasted by all the worst headlines around the world on CNN. Like you don't need any yeah. of that shit. Like just be active yeah. and move and do things that you enjoy. Yeah. It could be fidgety. as simple. Like you said, is going on a walk. Absolutely. Being fidgety. You find, you know, I tell people like, listen, if you're, uh, you know, a lot of my clients are busy professionals. They sit at the desk the majority of the day, get a stand up desk, get, um, Get a speaker phone, a wireless speaker phone where you're on your conversation. You can walk around while you talk, you know, be more um, vocal, not vocal, but use your hands more. I've seen studies like people that are, are that use their hands when they talk. They're still burning calories, right? Just doing stuff like this. People that are more animated when they speak, they're burning calories while they're walking around on the phone. This, these things add up. Yep. I mean, compared to someone literally sitting in one spot all day long. And I've seen people like, you know. My old mother-in-law, not my new mother-in-law, she's changed her mentality, but my, my, my current mother-in-law only have one, but her old mentality was when she walked in a room, she, she was look, searching for a place to sit down. Mm. Like she couldn't wait to sit down no matter where she was. She was in a, she was in a, in a seated position and it was discouraging. I was like, it's killing me. My wife and I'd be like, mommy, you got to get up and move more. Like this is crazy. And now she's doing Zumba and now she's increasing her steps and she's making better. So she's lost like 50 pounds and she's doing and maintained it last two or three, two years. So, but the daily movement can be the, the, that one thing that takes somebody's, you know, composite body composition and not only body composition, but their health, yeah. the visceral fat, Right. That's that dangerous visceral fat that we always talk about as fit as fitness professionals. People forget about they go to their they go to their doctor, they get the BMI. Doctor says, Oh, your BMI is perfect. You're good. And they don't realize that the level of visceral fat that they're carrying surrounding their organs and they're not fine. But anyway, yeah, I think the daily movement over exercise is a conversation that needs to be had more because most people are just putting all their eggs in the exercise basket and they forget about daily movement. 
Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and, and, you know, for the busy professional, like, yes, you are going to have to do some meetings in front of Zoom, but there are also tons of calls that you can take that you don't need it. You can go on walking meetings, ask your boss to like, rather than sitting in this stupid office, let's go take a lap around the building. Let's talk while yeah. we walk and that will help you be more creative. Those are some of my favorite meetings. Um, and I, I love how you talked about strength training. Do you prioritize strength training over what most people would call quote unquote cardio? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just so much more bang for the buck, you know, right. uh, what, what muscle does for not only the hormones, but you know, calorie expenditure. Right. Um, I think there's a you know, posture, you know, uh, self-image, self-confidence, like all these things that, that come along for the ride when you're stronger. It, it, there's no comparison. If you have a choice between doing cardio, quote unquote, cardio and uh, strength training, you do strength training. And, and it's like, I always go back to my wife on this. My wife is an avid, you know, strength training. She's a, she's a, she loves strength training. She does some cardio, but it's, she is, it is so more strength focused than cardio focused for her. And people always wonder, they, they, the first thing they do when they see my wife, like, Oh, I want arms like that. Or I want legs like that. You must do a ton of cardio. No, she doesn't. You know? And then the, the next question is, yo, you don't eat any carbs. <laughs> you know, and I'm, I'm, she happens to be kind of in a bodybuilding world and she's damn near 300 carbs, 300 grams of carbs a day, yeah. you know? So that's, that's not the issue. I don't think, and we can have a conversation about, you know, calories in calories out. I do think it, it matters. And I don't think that you, I think when, when calories are equated, you can be in a low fat diet or a, a, a low carb diet or a high fat, high carb. If the calories are equated, it really doesn't matter. I think you can still lose weight from a weight standpoint. I still think if you're, if you're losing weight, you're going to be healthy as well. Cause I've, I've done carnivore for a year and a half. I've, I'm not going off on, we're going towards nutrition anyways, which I love yeah, perfect talking segue. about, but, um, but I love low carb diets. I think they're wonderful for, for, especially for people initially, cause I want to get, I want to get weight off quick. I, and I know people are like, Whoa, that's not going to be sustainable. And I'm like, I, I agree with you long-term, but I need, I need, I need wins. And if I'm, I'm dealing with people who need to lose 50, hundred pounds, I can't put somebody on a 1500 calorie, 12 diet, <laughs> 1500 calorie diet, 1200 calorie diet, haven't tracked calories. They lose one pound per week. They gain two over the weekend and we're here we are like, they're going to be so discouraged. So I find personally, um, I love fasting and I love low carb diets for at least 30 to 60 days. Cause I want to get 20 pounds off somebody quickly. I need wins. I need empowerment. I want them feeling wonderful. It's a jump start technique that I use. And then I can jump into macros. If I want to go to macros or counting calories or just using my hands for portion sizes, if I want to later on, if they're open to that, but also love carnivore. I love really, I love carnivore. I got people that have irritable bowel syndrome and Crohn's colitis and digestive issues and skin conditions. And uh, there's nothing that works better than fasting and, and uh, high meat diets. You know, it's the ultimate elimination diet, as you all know. Um, I, uh, but on the other side of that, um, you can be in a calorie surplus on, on, a, on a high meat diet or a high fat, high protein diet as well. So you do, I mean, if that's your goal, if your goal is to get shredded, it may not be the best place, may not be the best place. I think from a health, from a health perspective, I think it has a lot of positives. 
Yeah, no, I totally agree. I was fortunate enough to work on a metabolic cart for over a decade. So we could actually measure people's metabolisms, how many calories they were burning. And it's like wow. the people, so, so I got both views and it was during the time that like fasting was starting to like kind of gain some popularity. And so doing tests for so many years on people who did the diets, they did the 1500, they did the 1200 calorie diet. And sure enough, metabolic rate, the number of calories you burn at rest would be hundreds of calories lower than what it should have been. Yet the people doing the fasting, it was so interesting and completely broke my brain at the time because they'd come mm -hmm. in, they'd get measured on the metabolic cart, but their metabolism was several hundred calories higher than what it should have been. And the delta between yeah. the two could be like a thousand calories. And it's like, well, right. I, I know that both of these people are controlling for calories, but they're doing it in a different way. And it's so interesting to talk about how doing, you know, the standard dieting approach of you know, eat snack, eat snack, eat snack, which I, you can rant about snacking all you want. I love that stuff, yeah. brother. It's so yeah. different than going a long period of time without consuming any food. It's they're totally different. No, and, and, and look, if you enjoy, I tell people this all the time, and when I speak, I'm like, listen, if you're getting the results you're looking for and you enjoy eating six meals a day, then continue on. Continue on with it. I don't have any problem with it if it's working for you. But um, if you're having trouble losing body fat, losing weight, and you hate you know, stopping every two hours, you're in the middle of a work project, and you're like, you've become so accustomed to stopping what you're doing. You know, that's like when people tell me, like, I, I say, look, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to fast. We're going to do this, this, that. And they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I've got so much going on right now, Matt. I'm just, I can't do this. I got, I'm so busy right now. And I'm like, I'm like, perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Because you don't need to stop to eat. There's no more snacking. There's no eating every two to three hours. There's no, you know, grazing on food all day long, right? We don't have to do that anymore. So I'm, in, I, I'm you're going to feel so liberated with this new tool I'm going to give you, right? You're going to be so focused on work. You have the mental clarity. It's going to be crazy. The amount of work you're going to get done when you're fasting. People are like, there's no way I'm going to fall asleep. I'm like, no, you fall asleep when you eat and snack all day. You know, so it's, it's, it's a backwards. We're just so accustomed to, you know, having food around us all the time. And we think we're going to die. <laughs> we literally, people they literally think they're going to die. Yeah. Like, no, you're actually going to let your body eat its own body fat. You have yep. plenty of food to eat from on your ass right now, Mary. Totally. So stop, stop fucking eating. <laughs> yep. Totally. <laughs> you know, but yeah, so it's, it's a funny, it's funny to educate people on that because I, I've also seen that true. I've seen uh, a lot of people say, Oh, you're going to lose muscle mass. False. Didn't False. see it. I have not seen it. I've, I, have, I have thousands of body fat tests where they either maintain their muscle mass or they, they were anabolic. Uh, uh, same thing goes for body fat, uh, body fats. I'm going to lose. Most people are going to lose one to 3% body fat per month. If they're lucky on a, any, on any calorie restricted diet, I've seen people lose 4%, 5% body fat Easy. in 30 days Easy. on fat with using fasting. Um, and I've seen people lose, you know, females lose 15 to 22 pounds in 30 days. I've seen males lose, you know, 20 to 30, 25 to 30 pounds in 30 days. Pounds now, of fat, not, pounds of fat too. Not just pounds. water, not oh, yeah. just lean tissue. Oh no, not at all. No, no. 30 pounds and 5% body fat. That's amazing. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's a fucking amazing month right there. Now, are they going to do it next month? No. And I educate them that they're not, there's no way they're going to do that. The body's going to end up fighting. It's what the body does. It's going to slow down a little bit. It's not, you, it's not linear. Weight loss is not linear. We know that it's like a stock market, but, but it's a jump start. It's a win. You're talking about people that have struggled their entire fucking lives and they lost 30 pounds and 20 pounds and 18 pounds, even 12 pounds. I've got people like, 
the, I just do these challenges all the time. And I'd have some, you know, all the women losing 18 pounds, 15 pounds, 21 pounds. And this one girl lose 12 pounds. And she's like, Oh my God, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, Nicole, 12 pounds is amazing in 30 days. What are you talking about? Like, so you have to educate them, uh, you know, what's, what's normal and what's not, you know, but like I said, it's a jump start. This is not sustainable for life. This is, I'm not that guy that's like, I, people be like, what else are you selling, Matt? You're, you know, I'm not selling anything. I'm selling tools. I'm selling weight, you know, selling new habits to help people, you know, move, you know, kind of maneuver through life with something different. It's never, it's never they're the definition of insanity. Let's try something different. Yeah, totally agree. But it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, no, totally agree. I mean, there's not a personal training book behind me that says that you can have somebody lose that much body fat in a month or in a week. And I see it over and over and over and over. And it is, you're right. It's a blast. It's so much fun. Um, you mentioned the convenience. This always reminds me of a time that me and a few of my buddies went down to Moab um, to do some mountain biking. And there's a really technical rocky section and me and my buddy are kind of looking at it and like stressing out like how are we going to take this line and we hear our other friend going full blast behind us he jumps clears the entire section and we we're both like well that's a way to skip the whole fucking thing <laughs> just jump all over it that's what fasting exactly. is if you want to stay out of the is. if you want to stay out of the diet wars and you want to not worry about shopping and meal prep and all these you know, spending food on money on food that you're just going to throw away at the end of the week anyway you can skip it yeah. fasting's totally fine yeah. and i think i think I'm with you that no matter what you choose, if you choose plant-based, if you choose carnivore, anything in between, we have so much more in common than we have differences. And the big thing uh -huh. to remember is get out everything that you can find in the middle part of a grocery store, get it out of your diet. Anything in boxes, right. bags, and cans. If you just do that and then go eat whatever food you like, you're probably going to be okay. 100%. And that's where I, I usually start with people. I'm like, listen, if it's in a box limited, if it has, if it has a shelf life limited, eat foods that are closest to its natural state. It has more than one ingredient limited, right? Simple. But I, I do like to talk about that, like this continuum of nutrition where you might have, you're going to have plant-based over here and you're going to have carnivore and keto over here, right? I think there, you can be debatable on the whole, how, how sustainable long-term plant-based diet and how healthy it is long-term. But I do think you can have long-term keto and, and higher protein, uh, higher fat over here. High, the low carb diets I think can be sustainable for almost anybody, right? If you, if you like that, if you, if you like it, you can do it. I think it's very sustainable and very healthy. I'm not so sure over here on the, on the plant-based side, but the, what I do know is the closer you get to the middle, that's where disease is, right? I think low carb, high fat, great works, you know, low fat, high carb can work. I don't know how long-term it works, how sustainable it is, but I know when you go high fat, high carb, we got some major problems. And that's, that's why I kind of, I tell people like it can be, you can kind of play in here a little bit, but don't come too far in here. And, and that's like what drives me nuts. I was with my father, my dad this past weekend and I try not to say anything to him and he's in great shape. He's 74 years old. He's doing, he's doing awesome, but I'm eating breakfast with him. And uh, we walked to this place where I could, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get some pancakes. And if I get pancakes, I'm gonna I'm gonna get egg whites with it. I don't not a, I I've just my wife had got me on egg whites just because I'm on a higher carbohydrate diet right now. I've been experimenting. I went I was keto forever. I've been paleo forever. I did carnivore for a year and a half. Let me she, let me see how this works over here because I like carbohydrates. I fucking like them. So why not figure out a way to eat them and stay in a calorie deficit and be healthy? But anyway. I got my an egg white omelet and my pancakes. This guy across the table says, uh, ma'am, I'd like to have the home fries 
with a bowl of oatmeal. And I'm like, huh? huh? I'm like, dad, wait, wait, can we have a minute? Can we have a moment, ma'am? Do you mind just stick it up? Let me talk with him. And, he, you know, he's like, I can't ever do anything right. I go, dad, I have to step in right now. Like there's no protein here. And you're having two, a high fat, high carb with a high carb at the same time, like fried potato, high fat, high carb with oatmeal, like pick, pick one or the other. Yep. Yep. I'm fine. I don't know if you want to have that. I'm fine, but you cannot both at the same fucking time. Yep. You know, this is the way I see. This is the way I see people order food. It drives me up the fucking wall. They just don't know any better. They're like, oh, I'll have that. Give me some of that, and I'll have that. And I'm like, no, no. And I wish there could be like some sort of an intervention for people, like how to tell to to, to educate them on how to shop. Protein's always there. Like you don't fuck with protein. That's what I tell people. Protein is like your main thing. Then find your fuel source. What's it going to be? Is it going to be carbohydrate or fat? And then pick it. But you can't have both at the same time. Yeah, that's right. And, and 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 this is how I try to explain something to some people, and they make it so difficult. But it drives me nuts to see people order when I'm a, <laughs> when I'm around them. <laughs> and I, and I will, and I'll go to str- complete strangers, and I'll say, "Can I make a suggestion?" <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. No, you're you're giving yourself that big you know, calorie bomb without anything to make you feel really satiated and you're telling insulin to store fat and you just took in a, a ton of fat. Like absolute last you, thing you want to and, do. And you'll be hungry. You'll be hungry an hour later. Totally. Totally. You're starving. already in a huge calorie surplus and then you're not satiated. You were, and you're going to be on this roller coaster ride all standard, fucking day. Standard American diet. Yep. Standard American diet. Yeah, exactly. And you're tired. And you're tired. Yep. Exactly. Ugh. Let's move on to the next pillar. All right, so we got we went through mindset, we went through daily movement, we went through uh, uh, well exercise, right? I mean, so let's talk about a little bit more about exercise, about weight training. So, how much should weight training should you be doing? I think at least two days a week of weight training. You know, I like three if you can get three, but minimal two. Most of my private clients I see twice a week, right? And so, and I do two full bodies. Like if I got somebody two days a week, they're doing two full two full bodies. Like somebody can't afford me for five days. I can do a body part split. That's not going to happen. So I think full bodies are the way to go for busy professionals. That's just the way I believe. Most of them, that's how we program workouts in my group setting. Uh, they're always full bodies. We do like a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday strength training session. And we do a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday conditioning session. So those would be our, our circuits, our, our time intervals, our station-based training, more cardio-intensive Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. But we put most of our focus on the Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, which are full-body strength training sessions. So push, pull, leg, core, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, unilateral, bilateral, there's some isolation upper, isolation lower in the mix, um, and make it fun, right? Make it fun. But we, we use primal movement patterns. I, this is one of the things I talk about a lot too, is don't make it weight training hard either. Like when you go to a gym and you're on your own, you need to do a push, a pull, and a leg. Do two to three sets, eight to 12 repetitions. Take another push, pull, leg, another eight to 12 repetitions, two to three sets. And then maybe hit some core and uh, maybe crawl, right? Do a little cardio, maybe walk on the treadmill or do, do some sprints, run, you know, run some sprints afterwards if you want to to make it. But 45 minutes to an hour. I don't think there's any reason to go any more than that. Um, I think even with, even with a warm up, it's going to end up being like, I think our, our, our workouts are about an hour, but we don't start until we start at uh, 10 after. So it's about a 50, 45 to 50 minute workout. And we get the warm up, the warm ups in there, upper, lower, core, a little bit of cardio, get the heart rate up, and we're, 
off and running. Yeah, no, and that's it's great. About consi- it's consistency after that. Yep. I, I love that approach. I love that you guys have sleds and push sleds around. I think that's one of the best ways to create strength in somebody. And, you know, w- with what you're saying, like pick a push, pull, leg workout, th- think of the variety. Think of how many different things you can do, it, which is which is amazing. Like after this interview, I'm going to grab my TRX straps. I'm going to walk over to the lake. Dude, there's a, there's a goose on the other side of my lake that's nesting, and he's like super aggressive, and he, he'll like chase after people. So it's kind of like <laughs> somewhat entertaining to like kind of post up somewhere on the lake and like watch these people like freak out a little bit, but, um, and I'm going to do my workout and I, I do two Absolutely. a week. I do them for maybe 20, 30 minutes. I don't do anything more than that. You can have so much variety and it's outside fresh air, sunlight. Like it's, it's, it's such an easier and more enjoyable way than I used to do it with thinking like you had to hit the gym. You had to do yeah. your cardio. You had to be there six days a week. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. And that's what that we're trying to re-educate people on that. That you don't you don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to work out every day. You don't have to be sore. You don't have to throw up. You know these are things that uh, you know if you tell a lie long enough, it becomes truth. So it's important that we have these conversations so we can like it's just so much easier. People are like, oh, thank God, I thought I was you know I, I thought I needed, and I think that prevents people from doing anything. Yeah, like I, this hurts. Like what, what what some trainers do is they're preventing people from doing anything at all. Like they're, 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 they may get started, but they're going to quit because they can't put up with the volume. They can't put up with being sore. They don't enjoy it. These are people, these are not trainers. These, most people don't enjoy it like us. That's right. So you're telling, a, you're telling a general pop person who's overweight to work out five days a week and to be sore five, for all five days and to be throw and to throw up, right. And to eliminate, you know, every food they love, right. From, from the, from the equation. Not What's the happen. chances they stick to that? Not gonna Ain't going to happen. And it does nothing for them, and it does nothing for the personal trainer's business either. That's and right. that's what I talk about with trainers. I'm like, you, you're hurting your business, and you're not helping them reach their goals. So it's a lose-lose. Yep. So I, I'd much rather you educate people on two days a week. I want them to show up two days forever. You know, give them, give them get, you know, I, you know, tell them how to eat properly. Eat real food. It's in a box limited. has more than one ingredient limited. You know, Eat close, eat foods close to its natural, natural, natural state. You know, shop the perimeter of the store. Keep it fucking simple. You know, um, ninety ten rule. Ninety percent stick to stick to that. Ten percent do whatever you want. Right? Just don't go overboard. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna find people are more consistent and they come to you longer, which keeps your business going. You 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 you're gonna have happier clients to stick with you. Retention is gonna be good, and they reach their goal. So I feel like that mentality and prevents some people from even beginning like people are like i want to do what my friend's doing but i could never do that yep. well guess what you don't have to do that yep your friend is doing that and it's it's ridiculous she doesn't need to be doing that either but that doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing that's it's right not sustainable that's right and but, and yeah most people i don't think realize that trainers are paid commission like you are you're 100 commission you're you're just as much a salesperson as you are a personal trainer you need to have both of those skill sets and like yeah that big payment in january is pretty enticing nice to get that 20 session payment but dude i've got people that i've been training for over a decade and guess what pandemic happens gym shuts down we get unemployed we start our own business guess who i'm training yeah. i'm training the same goddamn people that i had before because i treated them yeah. well we you know we we did it at a pace that they liked we 
help them reach their goals, you got to play the long game. You got to really think about how are you going to be able to do this sustainably? And that's why I just absolutely love your approach. Another thing that I've heard you talk about, I'm stealing this by the way. And I think this relates to the other pillars is working out versus working in. I love that concept. And, and again, people, you know, they see the workouts, they watch the CrossFit games, they see the Gatorade commercials, they want to go and just smash themselves with these workouts, but they don't pay attention to what these athletes do when they're not working out, which is basically all around recovery, repair, restore. Yep, exactly. Can you talk a little bit about the difference between working out versus working in? Well, I think we all know what working out is. That's, that's, well, well, let's think of it like this from an analogy, like a bank account, right? When you write a check or you spend money, you're expending energy. That's exercise. That's, that's, that's working out. You're ex- you're expending energy. You're spending money out of your bank account. And what most people don't understand is that if you're not depositing money in that bank account, right, which is, which is working in that's stretching, that's mobility, that's uh, cryotherapy, that's massage, that's Qigong, that's Tai Chi, that's yoga, like whatever you enjoy doing, that's sleep. All these things are, are working in modalities. If you're not depositing money in that bank account, you're going to bounce a check, right? And there's an overdraft fee that comes with that. The overdraft fee is, a, is an Achilles. That's a low back strain. That's a labrum tear of your shoulder. That's tendonitis of the knee, right? These are things that people commonly see. Overuse injuries take place, and it's going to prevent you from working out. It's going to make you hit, you know, to kind of hit the sidelines and take a break, forcing you to take a break, where I like to take a more of a proactive Versus being reactive. Don't wait until you're already beat up to get a massage. Don't wait until you're injured to to get cryo, right? Or do mobility or stretch on a daily basis. And it's tough. It is. It's hard to fit it all in. I totally get that. And that's why I wrote the book, right? You can get the book and it has, you can click on the video and you can do some of these things. And once you have, get in the habit of, of, of doing this and you're feeling the difference, you, it becomes part of your life. Especially, you know, joint by joint mobility. These are things you can do at your desk. These are things you can work into your day. Like I call it snacking on movement where you can kind of use your day. And the same thing goes for cardio. I was going to add this, not cardio, but movement where in our, our earlier conversation, you can do the same thing when it comes to mobility. It's like, oh, I don't have time to walk for an hour a day. And I'm like, oh, but you do. It doesn't have to be an hour straight. You could do 15 minutes before work. You know, wake up a little earlier, right? 15 minutes after lunch. Another 15 minutes after dinner, maybe 15 minutes uh, before you go to bed, right? Or, you know, whatever you like, but you can spread that throughout the whole day. That's a great way to get six, 10, six, 8,000, 10,000 steps a day. Or I use, uh, I used to tell people, look at your outlook on your, on your computer and set it in there for every hour, every single hour, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, a walk around the office, right? On an eight hour day, let me do the math, Right. 10 minutes a day on eight hours times five. That's a lot of movement throughout the week. That's a ton of movement you got throughout. And that's how you use the, the mobility as well as you're doing it throughout the day. You're in the bank line, you're in the grocery line, you're standing at your desk, you're doing hip mobility, you're, you're doing some shoulder circles, you're doing some, you know, some neck tilts. Like some of this, you know, these are things that we never do. We, you know, and I always say that, like, don't be surprised if you get injured in a, in a, in a position your body never goes in. Like you have to start putting your body through angles and positions or else when you go there unintentionally, you're going to strain something. Yep. So it's just about being more proactive and, and adding it into your day. And, um, and I think that that working in mentality is, is a great way 
to prevent injury. So you can continue to work out consistently without taking breaks. Yeah, no, I love that. It's just a question of priority. Like how important is this stuff to you? And it's like, you know, we, we're fortunate enough that we get to move around. We go on walks every day. Um, you know, we, we get to watch the sunrise every single morning and that, that you know, we're, we're healthy and fit and we feel really good and have good energy, but it's like, we don't have the biggest house. We don't have the best cars. We don't go out to bars every Friday and Saturday night and yuck it up. We, we prioritize our quality of life through all these things that we're talking about and, and getting your lifestyle right. And you're right. Like it can be very simple things that you can start to incorporate. And once they're in, they're in, they don't go away. And, and you'll appreciate them more. Well, it's a different, it's a different mindset. You're right. And, and I, I'll relate this back to my daughter, uh, volleyball sessions, volleyball games, volleyball tournaments. We always see this at volleyball tournaments. And I saw it at the airport. I haven't been in the airport in so long, but when I went to South Carolina, my dad for that funeral was in the airport and it's like, people just do nothing but sit on their butt. Right. And the same thing at volleyball tournaments or any soccer game. Like people tell me they don't have time. Bullshit. You have to seek it. You have to seek opportunities. You have to look for those opportunities. I got to the airport at 12 noon. I had my flight didn't leave. Like we were literally in ready to at our gate at 12 noon. We didn't leave till two. I'm thinking like, fuck, I'm not sitting here for two hours. Dad was like, I don't want to sit here. I go, me either. I was like, where are you at on your steps? We we're like 800 steps. I was like, let's see if we can get close to 10,000 before we leave. And so we proceeded to carry our luggage on rollers. It was a small airport, fairly small, but we went from end to end probably 10 or 12 times. Just took our time. Went from end to end. People probably thought we were crazy for sure. They're talking <laughs> about us like, no, you, you're the one that needs to get your ass up. We're, we're not the weird one, right? Sometimes you need to be, sometimes you need to look like the idiot, like that, because normal is being sick. Normal is being inactive. Normal is being overweight. Like, I don't want to be normal. So sometimes you got to be abnormal to be, to get the health that you're achieving because it's, it's, there's so many people sick and fat that it looks, it looks like that's where everyone should be. It's just not the case, but dad and I got like 9,000, actually I was at 13,000 steps when I left that airport, when I left South Carolina, 13,000 steps. That's so, amazing. and the same thing goes for volleyball games on breaks. My daughter's not playing. We're going to, we're going to stand, but I usually stretch during the game. Parents think I'm weird. I'm like doing joint mobility. I'm stretching my hip flexors. I'm down on the ground. They're sitting on the, I'm, I'm, I'm doing hip mobility on the ground. They're sitting. They don't even leave the stands. They don't even leave the bench. And then and, and on breaks, what do me and Grace do? We go for a walk. We go for a 45 minute walk. Why not? Why not? It's a five hour tournament. Yep. Why not? It's so enjoyable. Go, it's go, so enjoyable. Go, go out. Sun. Yeah. Go see what the birds are up sun. to. Yeah. Only exactly. tweets that I really I matter. I don't understand it. Yeah. So it's a mindset. It's a mindset shift that needs that people need to take that needs to take place. And look, I think the problem with some people is um, that they they say, "Oh, I lack motivation." I'm like, "No, no, no. Movement motivates." I truly believe that. Like, people are so sedentary that they get good at doing nothing. Like, you know that that said principle, specific adaptations to yep. impose demands. We learned that in school, right? It's the same thing goes for this too. You get really good at doing shit bad sometimes. And people get comfortable and really good at sitting on their ass. They get up, oh, they feel uncomfortable when they're standing. And it's because they don't stand enough, right? Same thing goes for movement. So I think motivation is not the key. I think it's a lack of movement. And I think movement will increase motivation. Man, I absolutely love that. And that basically brings us full circle back to your first pillar. Is there anything else that we've missed? 
I don't think so. I think we touched on a little bit of everything right there. We say we with this one fucking podcast, my friend, we could save millions of lives. I agree. I agree. And and again, you could <laughs> you could hear all of this and think we're both nuts or that this is way too much for you to handle. But if you took one of these things, any one that you find like a very low barrier to entry, what's one thing that we talked about that you say, wow, that is so stupid simple. I just maybe never considered it, but I could do that. I'd like to walk. I could walk for 45 minutes or wow. Yeah, I guess I never thought about skipping breakfast. Maybe I could skip breakfast. That's kind of a pain in the ass anyway. If you took- How about one, stop snacking? Just stop snacking. Stop snacking. If you ate at noon, have enough food at noon that you don't need to eat again at two and four. You don't need snacks. You don't need it. If you took any of these things, you would start to see a positive change that would give you a small win that would be more likely to you to do another thing and another thing and another thing. And then guess what? As a listener, you could be weirdos like Matt and I. Like it's possible. Yeah. You can absolutely do it and you will be so glad that you did. Absolutely. And 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 think about how you're influencing the people around you. Right? I tell them, what's your why? What is your fucking why? And it can't be just weight loss. It can't be just looking better in the mirror. What's your why? Uh, and go deep on that shit. And I'm telling you, most people will say, you know what? You know what? And they start crying. I want to see my daughter walk down the, the, the wedding aisle. Now we're fucking talking. Now we're talking. That's a fucking why. That's what you need. That's how you burn the boats right there. That's how you keep your eye on the destination and keep the keep the, the boat heading in the right direction. You're still going to get knocked off, but you're like, no way, man. I want to be around to see my son get married, right? I want to be there to take care of my family. I want to, if I'm not around to take care of my family, I'm, a, I'm no, of no help whatsoever. So yep. that, that's how we do it right there. Yeah. And I think that's just a huge way to kind of change the mindset when it comes to health and wellness is like, like be, be more... Be more selfish. Be more selfless, right? Or excuse me, most people are selfless. They need to be more selfish. Take care of yourself so you can be around to take care of your family. That's right. It's the only true way to be selfless later on. If you're not around, you can't do anything. My last client was telling yeah, me she spent, she spent the weekend with a couple, 60 years old. The guy is so out of shape. He, he basically went from the couch to the bed. That was the only movement he got. He's 60 years old. They played a simple board game. He didn't have the cognition to play a game of Rocco properly. Like they had to like walk him through it. And the age rating on that game is like eight year olds, like eight year olds up. And it's so sad. Why would you want to get to that period of your life to be a, a burden on everybody else around you when yeah. you can, you can thrive, you can be healthy and happy and serve others and share your knowledge until you're 95 and drop dead like it's totally different yep and and think about what you, the habits you're passing down to your kids yep yep wow. you know generations generations are being passed down with with more positive habits and more healthy habits i love that that's only that the really the true way that we can change the world it's not going to be from the top down but if if people listen and they start to implement these things they'll they'll see those changes and and you're right they'll be able to share them with their with their loved ones which is fantastic dude this it's a re, is it's a re-education total re-education absolutely yeah. de-education re-education that's it that's it. it dude this has been so much fun matt where where do you want people to go to find you and connect with you and your work they can go to primalfitmiami.com and I'm on Facebook at, at Primal Fit Miami and I'm on Facebook uh, at Matt Pack. Um, so yeah, they can find me on so, most of the, uh, the social media platforms and go to my website. 
Okay, awesome. We will link to all of that in the show notes. Dude, Thank I you. am so, so grateful I came fun, across man. you, man. Thank you. That, that, Thank I, you so much, man. It was fun. Love your books. I love your content. I love your message. And this conversation was super fun and very special. And I hope people I listen to it. this and, and, and definitely recommend your books. Um, they're, again, they're very simple and right to the point. And you can learn a lot and you demonstrate a lot. We didn't even talk about like the, your fasting water and all these different things you incorporated yeah. there, which I think is so super helpful. So thank you for cool, your journey. Thank you for simplifying things and democratizing things for people. And thank you for appearing on our show today. We really appreciate you. Thanks, man. I'm glad to be here. Appreciate you. Absolutely. It was an honor. And this has been another episode of Boundless Body Radio. Thank you again so very much for continuing to listen to and support Boundless Body Radio. This little passion project that we started almost two years ago just continues to steadily grow. We are reaching more people than ever, and we keep receiving so many inspirational and amazing messages from you. We see it in all the reviews that we get, and we really appreciate that. So thank you so very much for that. We love understanding which guests you really connect with and which content you really appreciate the most. We wanted to take a second also to give a huge shout out to our amazing guests Yes, we love the people that we've been able to host and all their amazing content in these awesome conversations. And we have to say, in the pipeline, we already have lots of great episodes that will be coming to you soon and lots of great guests. Some will be new to the show and others will be familiar to you if you have been listening to our show for a while. So look forward to that. On our website, which is myboundlessbody.com, we are still running a lot of the same offers that we have been running for the last few months. These offers are complimentary, and we've really had a great time connecting with people all over the world who are taking advantage of these. So if you go to our website, which again is myboundlessbody.com, on the main page, you'll find a button that says book now. You can book either a functional movement screen, which is a movement screening tool used to evaluate movement patterns to optimize mobility, fitness, and injury prevention. We do that virtually through Zoom with a bit of creativity. You can book that session, which takes about 30 minutes and is complimentary. You can also see another booking for a 30-minute consultation with us where we can really chat about anything that you like. We can talk about fitness or nutrition or help you come up with a plan for you to be able to reach your goals. As always, it really helps us grow if you leave us a rating and review. So please be sure to go to Apple, leave us a five-star rating and review. And thank you, as always, for listening to Boundless Body Radio.